because you know they've applied, you've accepted them, you know what program they're interested in, they've told you what clubs and organizations they want to be a part of. That's a great point. Right? Take all those data points and feed that into Sora. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay, now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to Higher Ed Pulse, your Monday morning energizer covering insights and trends in higher ed marketing and enrollment. I'm Mallory Wilsey, bringing over 15 years of ed tech and marketing expertise to your earbuds. And I'm Seth O'Dell, joining the Pulse with my own adventures from leading marketing at top universities to founding Canahoma, one of the industry's fastest growing digital marketing agencies. Each week, we bring you the kind of insider insights you typically only find over cocktails with your pals at a conference. It's fast, it's fun, and it's designed for you, the busy higher ed professional. You're not just listening to another podcast. You're checking the pulse of higher education. Higher Ed Pulse is part of the Enrollify Network, a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher ed professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at enrollify.org. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the next generation AI student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful and personalized interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Higher Ed Pulse. Hey, Seth, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Always good to see you. It is so good to see you, too. And this is our fifth episode. I just can't, you know, first of all, I can't believe we've already recorded, you know, now five episodes. It's kind of been a blur. What what a way to start the year. But we found out recently, just, you know, a little humble brag, the Hired Pulse five episodes in has already topped the Good Pod charts. We appear on their top 50 podcasts of the month for how-to pods. Love it. That's awesome. How cool. How cool. How cool is that? Love it. I love the feedback. I think that's so cool that people are getting value from it. So I will take the accolade. What have you been hearing? Uh, I've been hearing a lot. I don't know. You, so it's, that's one of the things I wanted to say is like we were five episodes in, I, like two minutes before I hit record, I had somebody DMing me talking about our last Hollywood and higher ed episode. A lot of folks have been messaging me in the past week talking about how much they're enjoying the show, which I can't stress one, just love the feedback, right? Like we catch up on our own, like like in our own offices. It's so cool to know people are listening and get people's thoughts. So I love following the conversations on LinkedIn. But just knowing that people I admire are getting value from this thing. I mean, all credit to you, like for bringing this and forming this with this idea. And I love love it and I'm in, but it's just so cool. Like I'm having fun. People are listening. I'm hopefully trying a little bit of value and at a minimum breaking up your Monday morning commute. So I, it just fired me up. I'm like ready to go this week now. I'm like riding the high of feedback from everybody that's been listening. Wow. I think that's Seth's very gentle way of saying, please send me more DMs telling me how much you love <laughs> hearing me talk about, you know, everything from Hollywood to uh, Dentsu reports. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I'll take it all. And we'll t- I'll take constructive criticism, too. I'm open to any and all feedback. Always, always. Well, as our listeners know, we just kind of get right into it. And so today, we have no time to waste. We're going to be discussing OpenAI's recent announcement of Sora. And so if you have missed this announcement over the last couple weeks, Sora is an AI model that can generate all kinds of video up to one minute in length, simply from text-based prompts. So over the past year, or you know, even more, 
We've gotten used to prompting AI tools for text output and for image output. But now here we are, OpenAI is changing and revolutionizing the game again. And they are going to make video output a reality for everybody. Now, I'll say Sora is not publicly available to try yet, right? Like Seth and I do not have any sort of special access to this tool. (laughs) OpenAI released a wave of sample videos and they have been creating so much early buzz. And it's so funny, Seth, because on The Pulse last week, we were talking about video and how higher ed can learn and be influenced by Hollywood, right? Yeah. So Seth brought some examples from Disney. I was talking about Max. And our key points in last week's episode were all around being contextually relevant, finding those authentic, unscripted micro moments on campuses. And what's so interesting is today's conversation, in a lot of ways, may be the other end of that spectrum. The videos Sora can create from just simple text prompts, some of the examples they've released, these are Pixar-style fluffy monsters to California coast drone footage and even very photo real clips of animals and humans. And the quality of these videos is really incredible. And so for me, Seth, this feels like an absolute game changer. And if I was running a video production company, I think I would be a bit worried. So oh, what's your take on this? Uh, so yeah, that this funny you mentioned the last part, right? Because I've been thinking about it a lot. So for folks that don't know, um, Kenahoma, the agency that I that I founded and run, we own and operate our own subsidiary production company. We travel around the country. We bring camera gears. We we did a production last year with sixty six crew members uh, on campus for one institution. Like we do large scale productions all the way down to two or three people with a camera. I'm a little shook by this. You know, I think when you think about AI, I kind of think about it in two camps, right? I think there are sort of skeptics on the sidelines who are more of the wait and see. And that has been me. And I'm just like, look, like I get it's going to change things, but it ain't changed my world today. It's not changing what I'm making for clients. It's not changing the enrollment that we're driving. So I'm like a wait and see person. And then there's people who are like bought in and all in. I put you probably in that other camp and obviously Element more in that other camp. I think you all have been like very forefront for this. I would say that, that OpenAI's introduction of Sora is officially my moment of saying, I am switching teams. Wow. I am moving from the skeptic on the sidelines to moving to much more all in. I mean, I I met with my leadership this week uh, and talked about Sora. Now, I don't think we're going to stop doing productions. I think it's going to make that authentic, real student, real alumni content even more valuable that we talked about last week. But I don't think that's all the work that we produce. So like something we talk about at Canahoma is we don't just shoot commercials. We produce content libraries. And the reason is oftentimes for the marketing we do, we will launch campaigns with literally 300 to 400 different creative assets because we're buying ads across Google and Meta and streaming platforms. And so like the volume of creative that's needed today is so much different. And so the question is like, is all of it going to be that real authentic stuff that's really difficult to produce? Or realistically, the question I asked my leadership this week is, at what point can we utilize a prompt that will create creative that will outperform what we're making today? We are not there today, to be clear, but we're managing tens of millions of dollars in advertising spend. And every day we have ads out, thousands of ads out across for our business. Like we're going to get to a point where prompt-based creative can outperform that, at least in some cases. And that to me is the moment when like 
things totally change. And like, maybe we're not doing these huge productions that we're doing. Maybe the way we, th- maybe, you know, even my video uh, photographer and editor, who's a full-time person on staff, like maybe they're focusing even more on prompts. Like how is this being created? How's it being edited? I do think there's a world where it supplements before it takes over, but the quality of what came out of Sora was so good. I am just blown away at the time that this, like how fast this is progressing. And for me, for me as the owner of a production company, OpenAI Sora is causing me to totally rethink the future of production. And that has definitely shook me a little bit this week. In a weird way, I'm excited by it. I'm, I, maybe it's because I'm switching camps, but it's, it's, it's real. And so I think it's going to change the way we approach production a lot. Maybe not tomorrow, but definitely next year. Yeah. Well, we're we are a year plus in on utilizing ChatGPT for content creation, right? And I think about all of the ways that um, we have at Element Four Fifty One embraced this, and I know that our customers and and other Marcom folks in higher ed have embraced this. It has not taken jobs away. It has really supplemented, like you said, um, the work that people are doing. And the thing that I, you know, I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but the number one thing that I have been saying for more than 12 months now is we have a staffing problem in higher education, both on the recruitment and the retention side. And this AI enabled content creation, whether it's text, image, or now video, is the best, fastest, and cheapest way to augment those staffing challenges, whether it's, you know, open positions causing people to wear more hats or maybe a lack of expertise in certain roles, which I think for video and video production, that tends to be one of the areas where especially small teams in higher ed lack the expertise. Yeah. And so, gosh, like, are our agencies just going to be going out of business? No, I don't think so. I think these tools are just going to be supplementing the great work that's already happening in collaboration with agencies and happening within internal teams to allow those teams to be more productive and produce more content at such a higher volume than ever before imagined. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I think that um, what's what we are going to see is a shakeup in the space of folks that are able to ad- adapt and adopt this sooner rather than later in a way that we can provide more value to partners. You know, the assets still need to produce, ads still need to be managed, campaigns still need to be developed. So much of that cannot be done. But it is to your point, it's like looking at your team and not just thinking about individuals. It's about thinking about like all the resources that are on your team to create and produce value for partnerships. And then it is like suddenly these tools are there. And I do think think the agencies that are able to be more innovative sooner and faster are going to have a competitive advantage. I mean, we even talked about that. We have a partner right now uh, where we are in development to talk about using AI creative in real time with an automated bidding platform we can create and supplement. And that's spooky. And I'm not sure it's going to even work, but we're leaning in heavily to test that now with one of our par- larger partners, because if it works, we want to roll that out quickly. So in, in innovation, it's always I, I always talk about you want to be a fast follower. You don't have to be the very first, right? The first people are the ones out there building AI companies and creating tools. And that's great. If you have the resources to be it, do it. 
I'm not going to be first, but can you be a fast follow? Like, can you quickly understand where the true value is? Uh, back to last week's line or the week before, separating the sizzle and the steak. That's from two weeks ago. And talking about like where the true value is and how quickly we can identify and then deploy that. So I think that's where the, the winners in this next phase are going to be the ones who can kind of, um, you know, basically figure out signal versus noise uh, and quickly move to bring the winners on board and make changes that need to be made. Hey, everyone. It's Mallory. I'm hosting the Engage Summit this summer in Raleigh, North Carolina. The theme of the conference is AI Got You. We're not just talking theories. This conference is your guide to understanding and applying AI at your institution. By the end, you won't just get AI. You'll be ready to lead your campus through an AI transformation. It's for everyone who wants to use AI to level up everything you're doing. Whether your focus is to recruit or retain the Summit offers a platform to learn, network, and bring back actionable insights to enhance your student engagement strategies. I hope you'll join me and some of your favorite Enrollify creators in Raleigh on June 25th and 26th, like Jamie Hunt, Dustin Ramsdale, and Allison Tercio. Use the discount code Enrollify50, and you can register for just $99. So join us at the Engage Summit this June. Learn more and register at engage.element451.com. We can't wait to see you there. Yeah. So we've, you know, just uh, identified that overcoming some of the expertise limitations is certainly a huge benefit to the release of Sora. I think it also is going to help hiring marketers overcome um, budget limitations, you know, expand their creative capabilities, allow folks to engage in very meaningful ways with their audience. I tend to think video is if not the top, like one of the top ways to engage audiences. And yeah. so if adopting Sora can lead to this more dynamic and inclusive and effective communication strategy that's going to resonate with the audiences that we speak to, then I think it's going to be a really great thing for this industry. So I'd love for us, Seth, to spend a couple minutes kind of thinking about, you know, and again, like, Caveat, we do not have access to Sora yet. So we are just ideating here. And this is a great opportunity for anybody listening to find us and ideate alongside with us, because that's sometimes the most exciting part of any new releases. Like when it's the Wild West, there's no guardrails. We, we can imagine anything right now, right? So let's imagine together. How do we think Sora can or will be adopted by higher ed marketing professionals? What, what are some of your ideas? So I think like one area for me that's extremely interesting is video's role in SEO. So so often when we talk about search engine optimization, we think about text-based blogs and articles, and that is certainly a huge component. But the reality is the second largest search engine in the world is a video search engine in YouTube. And so many folks are consuming video content, especially vertical short form content in really new and different ways. And people are more and more looking to go to TikTok to search for things rather than Google. And so I think the idea is how can you create a high volume of video-based SEO-related content to move up or funnel? When it comes to higher ed marketing, 
one thing I always tell our partners is the higher up you go in the funnel, people stop searching for programs and they start searching for problems, meaning they have a problem, but they don't know what the solution is. What's the best degree for this? How to get in this career? Best ways to do certain things? That type of content is is very valuable because there's a much larger addressable market of folks that are looking for problems rather than programs. But producing video content for that is extremely tough because it's a long tail game. You're doing a high volume of productions to create all sorts of pieces for like a lot of different searches. So for me, the idea idea that we could create 100 videos with different prompts for different search queries from an SEO perspective is tremendously interesting. And I would love to see us doing that, you know, by the end of the calendar year, that would be a fantastic thing for us to build into our SEO offering. So that's one example, I think that could be really cool to follow. But well, I always have my admission counselor hat on when I think about these things. And I have to imagine there is going to be a terrific use case around generating uh, more personalized video messages thanks to Sora. And so maybe it's a, a in companionship with an acceptance letter mm. or in that critical yield phase when you're looking to send content to a perspective because you know they've applied, you've accepted them, you know what program they're interested in, they've told you what clubs and organizations they want to be a part of. That's a great point. Right. Take all those data points and feed that into Sora. And it's totally customized to them. That's wild. I mean, that from a yield perspective, like one of the things we talk about a lot in the nurture work we do is relevancy. And it's like, how do you utilize the data that you have to not just provide value based on what students are looking for? And so not just demographic data or program data, but behavioral data, like where are they appear to be interested from like a psychographic perspective? What are their interests? What are their wants, their desires, their fears and motivations? To be able to produce like video content that supplements that, such a cool idea. That would be wild. Well, let's let's say you know that I want to play volleyball. I want to study abroad in Italy, and I'm thinking about studying chemistry. Boom. There is a 60-second video clip of, you know, right features yeah. of those three things right there. Something tells me that Hired Marcom team wasn't going to get the budget to fly to Italy <laughs> and get those shots, right? Now, of course, the stock footage exists, all of those things, but you could prompt Sora to get so specific with uh, show me a classroom in Italy or this or that. Like, mm. it just feels like the possibilities are endless here. And if you can do that at scale to thousands of students, totally, uh, we might not have a problem with butts and seats. Yeah, it'd be different. I'll say one other one that I have is um, that's much more the creative in me that I think will happen sooner rather than later is using Sora to pressure test creative campaigns. Ooh. So oftentimes when we develop a creative campaign, we end up with a storyboard and we're trying to convince a non-marketer, right? You know, college presidents or deans to like, imagine what this could be like if you let us make this. Yes. And in my past, I've done things called Ripomatics where you like go grab copyrighted content online and just try to mash up other people's content, stock footage or other video footage. But it's not quite the same. If I could take the concepts we're producing now, and instead of just pitching a client, I could dump it into Sora at a minimum and say, show me what this campaign would look like. I could see, I mean, even if we still go mm -hmm. shoot it and we do it ourselves, that would be a massive value add to non-creatives that are involved in the creative process. I am wildly nodding my head over here for anyone who can't see me. <laughs> Lots of head nodding. Lots of head nodding. No, that's such a great use case. I go to chat GPT currently to brainstorm literally everything. <laughs> and if you're telling me I can now do that and even go as far as storyboarding with video, yeah. holy cow. 
<laughs> sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, this is where that's why this week was so big for me because it was up until now that all this the AI innovations felt just a little distanced from me and my world. Maybe it's just me. I don't know folks listening, but again, I was on the skeptic sidelines and I felt like I'm gonna see what happens. Maybe this will happen in five or ten years. To me, this was like I can't believe this is already happening now. And I think that I'm gonna be literally doing my job differently a year from today because of this introduction. And that was where I was like, I gotta switch sides. I gotta go, I gotta go be bought in and all in. And and I think I'm switching teams. Seth, I think that's such a good point. And, you know, as professionals, we need to continually be considering the effect of new technology and new tools and how we're adjusting to them and how they're getting woven into our jobs. And so we might have listeners who aren't quite ready to jump camp like you are. <laughs> but at the very least, I hope today's conversation caused you to stop and think and say, hey, like maybe there is a use case for this, you know, in my world. Yeah, at the very least, it, I guess we can all expect our social feeds will be flooded with AI generated video yeah. within the next six months, right? Totally. <laughs> and and while that may be a topic for another conversation, because I do think it's going to change the volume of content and quality. Yeah, my message to listeners this week is just if you are inundated with AI fatigue, which I think I am, because every day there's something going on. For me, my advice to you, back to the higher ed pulse, is like, is is Sora is the thing to slow down and check out. If you've been ignoring AI headlines for a little bit because you get you have fatigue with it, this is the one to slow down and look at because this to me feels like one of the game changing things that have rolled out in a while. And so it it rises above other announcements in the past, in my opinion. And it's worth pausing your work, carving out twenty minutes this week and just checking it out because I think it's going to change the way we work in the future. And of course, we will pop in the show notes, links to OpenAI's official announcement, as well as a couple other articles that we have found that do a really great job kind of highlighting um, these changes and, and exploring some of the prompts as well. And if you are wondering what is coming up next on the Higher Ed Pulse, get ready for our new Pulse Check mini-series, Personalizing Perspective Student Journeys. It's a special three-part series hosted by yours truly. So over the next three Thursdays, you can join me as I sit down with Dustin Ramsdell, the community engagement lead at Pathify and the host of the Higher Ed Geek podcast, which of course you can find right here on the Enrollify Network. Over the next three weeks, we talk about exploration, commitment, and then, of course, preparation and orientation, following that student journey and identifying where technology can play a really important role. So don't miss that. If you're subscribed to the Higher Impulse, that's going to hit your feed on Thursday morning. Seth, as always, these go by too quickly. We literally say that every single week. But it's true. But it's true. Friends, don't forget to hit subscribe, rate this podcast, send us your feedback. We can't wait to see you again next week. Bye-bye. The Higher Ed Pulse is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month. And we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our show helps higher ed marketers and admission pros find their next big idea and features a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. 
Learn from Brian Gross, Eddie Francis, Jenny Lee Fowler, and so many of your favorite leaders in higher ed. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the next generation AI student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful and personalized interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.